Welcome to Slightly Biased Sports, an unfiltered sports podcast that's unlike any you've listened to before. They speak the truth and aren't afraid to hurt some feelings. Now, from the backwoods of Arkansas, here's your hosts, Tyler and Dakota. Ready, ready! Welcome to Slightly Biased Sports. I'm Dakota. And Tyler. And we're back on a Wednesday. Wednesday. On a fucking Wednesday. And rainy Wednesday, rainy week. I'm fucking over the rain. We're never going to finish this baseball season. Rainouts on rainouts. Post-draft episode. Yes. I think this will forever, however long we do this show, this will forever remind me of when we started because it was right around this time. Uh-huh. Right before the draft, which was an, a fantastic time to start because we had, I was going to say, had no idea what we're doing. We're still not entirely sure, but it's very easy to fill space when you're talking about the draft. Mm-hmm. Very it's, easy to fill space whenever it's football season. Right. When it's not, this is a shot we have found it is very hard. Shot in the arm of football. Yes. We do have some other things to talk about, though. The majority of this will obviously be the draft. There is a fantastic UFC card coming up this weekend. We got a little... Arkansas baseball news, Arkansas softball, uh, some NBA playoffs. Recorded May 4th, less than May 5th. Y'all know the deal. Correct. Just in case some crazy shit goes down Wednesday night, and you're like, why didn't they talk about it? It's pre-recorded, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Correct. Give us a buffer. We want to start. Oh, football. Okay. The draft happened. The draft fucking happened. It was, I mean, we said it on this show right before it happened. And some shit teams have, have actually impressed me. But we mentioned, I think we mentioned it last year as well, like you don't see players traded during the draft. No. Except we did. Except finally. Twice. Yes. And then there was like three back-to-back-to-back trades. Lots of first round. Would that be nine? Ups. Would that be nine trade three back-to-back-to-back since I said it twice? Back-to-back-to-back trades. Three of them. <laughs> three cubes? Nine trades. It's three trades happened. They were back-to-back-to-back. Three to the third power? What the fuck are we doing? You get it. Before we get... You wish us... How do we want to do this? If we run down the whole draft, about the draft, it's going to take the whole time. Well, the shock... I, mean, I wouldn't say shocker, but it was crazy to see Asa, Aiden Hutchinson. I almost said Asa Hutchinson. What a loser. <laughs> Uh, it was weird to see uh, Hutchinson drop to second. I did not see Walker jumping above him. Yep, no, bet in on fact, it. some people put money on did Hutchinson to that. go first. I put money on Hutchinson minutes before the draft started because it dropped like plus 450, which should have told me. Don't do it. <laughs> don't fucking do it. Because <laughs> it was trending down, actually. It was not. But not I, the right way. You mm-hmm. get those odds on somebody that's been talked about as the number one for months now. Somebody I would I had say should have been number one. I had to do it. I did make my money back, though, on that uh, – Oh, you just made 700 a couple weeks ago. Shit. I did. But the Akeem, the NC State tackle that was drafted by Carolina, uh-huh. it was over under four and a half for picks on him, and I said over. And I sweat. I was sweating it there for a minute with the Texans. Uh-huh. Because they were talking him up pretty heavy. But they're idiots, and they think a corner will fix them. So yeah. don't worry. They'll take Stingley fourth overall. He was, like, projected in the teens. No worries. Well, he was projected high initially, and then he, and then he fell down draft board. I don't hate it. I mean, they, they need everything. For the next five, six drafts, they can go best player available because they need everything. What the fuck have they got? Laramie Davis Tussle? Mills. 
Do they still have Larry? They got Johnson? Davis Mills. All right. Fucking long <laughs> He's <neck>. all right. <laughs> That's Daddy Long Neck. There but he players. showed glimpses of decency. There, yeah, you know who else shows glimpses of decency? Don't say Daniel Sam Darnold. And he stinks. I I'll we'll put it on the record right now. Put it on the sticky note. Davis Mills will be more impactful than Daniel Jones has been. Well, that's not a fucking bold statement. But no one knows who Daniel jo- or who, who Davis Mills is, and Daniel Jones was a top 10 pick. That's because Davis Mills plays for the Texans. How many Texans games you see on TV? It's still the Giants. Like they it, have it's talent. New, it's New York media. Giants have talent. Daniel Jones stinks. They have a talent. Who? And a half. They have two. I really like Kadarius Toney. And I, Sa- I like him too. Saquon Barkley stunk last year, but he's talented. That's about it. Sterling Shepard is no bum. No, but he's not a fucking Evan Ingram ain't no bum. Evan Ingram's on the Jaguars now. Well, he was with the Giants. And he was a bum on the fucking Giants. Well, when you got Daniel Jones, then you're a pass catcher. (laughs) Uh, Look at the defense. They had Leonard Williams. Peppers is decent. The Giants had a good draft. Giants had a very good draft. That was one of my teams of the shitters got richer. I don't feel bad about saying and that the Lions. Now, but I was so tired after the first day, which is recency bias, but after the first day, it's like, oh, the Jets and Giants having great draft. No shit. They have multiple first-round picks. They're going to have. They're gonna seem better than everybody else. The only person that I can think of that had multiple first-round picks and did not win the draft on day one is the fucking Raiders when they took their three turds. Yeah. Turds is strong. Josh Jacobs is not a turd. He's just not. When he's the bright spot of that draft for you and you had three first-round picks, including the fourth Ooh. overall, Josh, the Raiders. When they took Cleveland Farrell, Jonathan Abrams, and Josh Jacobs. I'm not saying he's a, you know, necessarily a turd, but that have three first-round picks, the best one you got is a pretty decent running back. No. Very injury-prone. First-round running backs usually hit pretty well, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Saquon and Zeke. Ugh. Yeah, but when they, they were first few years, dominant. Fair. That's fair. And Zeke's just over it, I think. I don't know. Zeke's just fat and slow. <laughs> he, he's thick. That, there's a reason I wanted to get Pollard in this uh, sleeper draft we're doing right now, and someone took him before I could. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't think. I thought about that too, and I don't ever think the Cowboys will fully commit. I, to I don't. I don't think so either, and that's what kept me away from him. Anyway, Trayvon Walker jumped first overall pick. The the Bull, Georgia Bulldogs had five first round picks. All on the defensive side of the ball. Would have had six, but for some reason, Kobe Dean declined to have surgery and slid. That's it. So, obviously, first-round money is what you're after. He knows he's good. If you can create a slide for yourself and end up on a – I mean, I guess you could still get picked by a shit team early in the next round. I don't remember who ended up getting him. Um, I don't either. It was like the third or fourth round. Yeah. I don't remember either. I was like, why is he still here on the second day? And then I was like, oh, it turns out he declined to have surgery and is a huge medical red flag right now. Yeah, but if you can create a small slide for yourself, and it, uh, Eagles. Makes sense. That should pan out. I really thought the Titans were going to take him in that round before that. But anyway, we're getting off the top. It's going to happen a lot this episode. But what I was what I was getting at, Georgia having five defensive players taken in the first round is exactly why... Like the Kayvon Thibodeau thing, the knock on it, what's the call? He he transferred out of Georgia. Why didn't he, why didn't we hear about it in Georgia? Because there's a fucking shit ton of studs on Georgia's team. Like there, so people that got drafted in the first round were not household names, not not to me anyway. Uh-huh. And I watch quite a bit of SEC football. I'm sure there's Georgia fans right now punching the fucking air. But there was so much fucking talent on that team, it's very easy to be overlooked 
if he knew that, went somewhere else and balled out and still ended up as a first-round pick, fucking good for him. I told you this whenever I watched a couple of Oregon games. He was the only person where I was like, holy fucking shit, he's good. Like, every single every single time the quarterback would drop back, Thibodeau was slamming somebody on the ground. Every yeah. single time. And I, I've, we've had this conversation multiple times, and I'm very adamant about highlight reels. Like, the, they're all going to look good. It's a highlight reel. On on these ones, they on the packages they showed after the picks in this draft, I was watching for how many different jerseys I saw them doing it against because there were several people that had a bunch of different plays all in the same game. Mm-hmm. If you're a pass rusher, that just means the guy you were lined up on fucking sucks. A lot of the Georgia ones were against Arkansas. Or you, right. Or you had it I figured out. That. But like there was a lot of people, like him especially, there was a lot of clips in that package against different teams. He's fucking good. He's huge. Yeah, he's scary looking. And... um. Goodell didn't know what to do with that handshake. He thought he was in on a cool guy handshake, <laughs> and he realized immediately he did not know the steps. And then tried to kiss his neck. That uh, Why did he lean in towards his neck like he was going to kiss him? He was the... Was he the Make-A-Wish pick? The kid came out? Oh, you're going to tell me how pumped up know. you were. I was disgusted. Dude, like that, having real... Like, both of them... It was a cool connection because he, like, Thibodeau obviously had genuine reaction because he's just fucking drafted the NFL. The kid was excited for being up there. But, like, their celebration together was, like, what you would see, like, a couple friends, like, holy shit, I'm in the NFL. Like, there was a moment of realization for both of them. That's how you would be whenever, a, when, like, if a player come up to you and, like, dab you up in the stands. That's how a, a fan in the stands would be if a player come up there. Like, yeah. that's that's exactly how we would react. Like, right. oh, shit. He did not, that kid did not go up there with, like, all right, this is what they told me to do. This is how they told me to act. He freaked out like I would have, like you would have, like everybody else. Oh, for else. sure. And it was fucking awesome. That was cool. And then they got Evan Neal from Alabama, two picks later. Yep. They got their tackle. And a pass rusher in the top five. You, I mean, I can't. If you're a Giants fan, if you're a Lions fan, if you're, I'm biased, but a Chiefs fan, we did, we drafted well. And uh, Jets and a Jets fan, money, Eagles money should be happy as well. Eagles did okay. Well, I don't think a receiver trading for a receiver matters when your quarterback can barely throw the fucking ball. It's gonna matter. It's is a definite improvement. If you got to think about it. if you're an Eagles fan. That had been an Eagles fan for the last ten years. You're saying put Gardner Minshew. You've in. been through shit, and then you watched a bottle rocket trajectory to a Super Bowl, straight back down into the dumpster. If Hertz plays bad again this year, he is going to be ripped apart the streets. There's no more excuses. Yeah, for, no, for two straight it. years, everybody's been like, oh, "I can't man, come on, Hertz, give me something." Like, Ugh. I think his fantasy relevancy because he runs is the only reason people haven't been scrutinizing him even more. Well, I think it's because that's that's how the league is going like when it's it it's cyclical like mobile quarterbacks are are the thing right now and the fact that he can do that i'm sure there's some aspect of them saying like all right we can fix the throwing you can't teach you can't teach the fucking mobility i mean heart back to what when he got benched in the national championship with alabama right there was a reason he, he won't, wouldn't throw the ball he would just keep holding it right Tua came in started slinging it but oh, he's got and now he's now he's doing it again i don't think the eagles are capable of fixing him like we, I've, I've talked about the Browns. I don't know how many times about not being able to develop a quarterback. Like the Eagles are sliding under the radar of the same thing. Like they had a year of Carson Wentz, like MVP caliber type shit. He got hurt. They threw Nick Foles in there with a good defense and a good game plan and finished it off. And then shit after that. Yep. I think the Eagles got better enough. I mean, Doug Peterson wrote a book for God's sakes. That's, think about that. They wrote a fucking book. There's a fucking statue of Doug Peterson and Nick Foles now, and they're both gone. 
Yeah. How the fuck does that happen? Maybe don't be so in the moment and react. Like I'm, I'm all for building that statue for what that Super Bowl meant to Eagles, Eagles fans. Maybe like a small desk size statue. <laughs> but I don't think. I mean, you gotta take it down. It right? sounds fucked up. Now you gotta leave it. I. It sounds fucked up. I don't think you put Nick Foles in the statue. Like he was a key. I mean, he was he was a key reason. part in that Super Bowl for sure. But it I would rather have Nick terrible. Foles on the statue than in, in, than, in five, than Doug ten years. That statue is still cool. Right now, it makes no sense. Because I think everybody thought it's like, all right, Carson Wentz or Doug Peterson is going to go, and they're both gone. Yeah, it's fucking wild. It is wild. But the Eagles got good enough throughout this draft that I think it is not a foregone conclusion that the Cowboys will win that division by fucking six games. Depends. They going to use th- their best running back and let him run the ball, or are I they just going to fucking do stupid that, shit? I still think the Cowboys win the division. Well, they should. Jesus, look at their team. But I don't think they're going to sweep that division. Not with that head coach. Not with that owner. I mean, the commanders, they're going to stink. You, nope. You better watch out for them now. Uh, they're going to stink. Carl's, Carl's at the helm. They're yeah, gonna but stink. they got John Dotson now, too, okay. with Scary Terry. Well, whenever they figure out a quarterback situation, they'll be good. But they do. Taylor Carl Heineke. Stint. That's a good point. When they bench Carl for Taylor Heineke. By week six, if he's still playing bummy, they're going to be screaming from the stands, put in Heineke. Well, they'll scream. I don't think the fucking commanders are in the position of giving a fuck what their fans <laughs> say. Their facilities, their stadium stinks. Their ability to pick a new team name stinks. They don't give a fuck what the fans want. That's facts. Uh, let's see. What other note? So the Lions got Hutchinson and Jameson Williams. Yes. I, being a Chiefs fan, watching when they interviewed Jameson Williams during the uh, pro day stuff and talking to him about if you were drafted by the Chiefs, and he looked fucking ecstatic. He said that'd be a match made in heaven. Yeah, any receiver I would love would say it. that. And then to see his face standing up there with Hutchinson holding the jersey up, and he looks like he is so fucking mad <laughs> that he's there. See, it made me so sad. My heart hurt to see Jameson Williams go to Detroit, but I think it works. With Amon Ross St. Brown, with Hawkinson, with Jamison Williams, and there's somebody I'm forgetting. They have another they have DJ Chark as well. With Swift, Swift. With with uh Williams, Jonathan Williams. Jo- Jonathan? Williams, the running back from Green Bay that they have. The the younger dude that always comes in and steals carries from Swift uh, that used to piss me off. Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, that's it. I mean, they got Sewell. They got uh, I mean, come on. It, it it could work. It should work. Yeah, but it won't. Jared Goff's the reason that it uh, the the Lions the reason that it won't. I don't know, dude. Like they're cursed. I I have a little bit of faith in the Lions this year. Yeah, so did Dan Campbell last I year. I might hammer like, the over. They got better for sure. They definitely got better, and they have pieces there to be able to do something. Lions fans, you should be happy with your draft. At least Lions, your first Lions round. Lions fans should only ever be happy with the draft. It's the bright spot of your season every year. The game you get aren't. a good pick every single time. Yeah, you get to get excited about picks because you're not going to get excited <laughs> about games every year for the past. Fucking twenty years. I feel like the draft is the bright spot for the Lions. I, I do still find myself with liking, all due respect. I do still find myself liking Dan Campbell. I fucking don't, but I, I also I still don't like, like Jared Goff. You know he wanted to make love to Hutchinson when he got there. You know he did. That's the thing. Like, it's it's cool. It's a cool story. Like, he's from Michigan. From Michigan, staying in Detroit. Yes. You wonder though, and even removing just the Lions from this situation, like. This part of you want to be like, oh, I wonder where I'm going to go. Like, it's, it's exciting. Like, I'm about to move. I'm about to establish myself in another city. You're a first-round pick. I'm about to be, in some form or fashion, the face of that city. But you know you're a top-three pick. You know your hometown team is one of those top three. You got to think, 
man, how cool it'd be for me to fucking stay here. Yeah, but if you're living in Michigan your whole life, well, I don't know about his whole life. If you're in Michigan and you're you're going to go top three and your options are to move, forget the, the teams, your options are to move to Jacksonville, Florida, or Houston, Texas, both are better than Michigan. I don't think Houston is. There's nicer areas right near there, at least if it's not, and I think it still is. I'd rather go to Jacksonville, but do you want to go be with Doug Peterson or, D- or, or MCDC? Give me MCDC all day long. Doug Peterson is a fucking fool. Yeah, but I think Doug Peterson, while I haven't been there less amount of time, has a shorter leash than MCDC. Right. So you have the opportunity of getting a new coach and still being in Jacksonville with no state income tax. With. But I'm sure he likes it. I love it for Detroit. Beck's a fucking Detroit fan. My boy's a Detroit fan, so I was rooting for Detroit. I root for the Lions every Thanksgiving. <laughs> every, I, like legitimately, like it's like I'm watching a Steelers game every Thanksgiving. I am rooting for the Lions. I'm always sad, which I'm. That just reminds me every year why the fuck are there Lions fans? <laughs> but they do it every fucking week, and now they added a new week. You, you you can you can walk around a little, a little bit this off season with your chest poked out a little bit just off of what your team should look like this year. It should who, be better. I would like to know who their first game is, just to see how fast they're going to get fucking Plus, they smacked. got our, our boy Woo Pig at corner, Jacobs. Yeah. He got hurt last year, so he missed most of the season, but he was one of the top-rated pro football-focused corners in the NFL was Woo Pig Jacobs. He's still part Woo Pig. He transferred here and then opted out. Yeah. So, <laughs> but... In spirit, he's a woo-pig. Now that he's drafted, we can claim it. He's woo-pig. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember where... Uh, where did our other boy go to? Fucking uh, Mo Brown. Brown. I don't remember. I, I think it was like the Jaguars or something. I think you might be right. I think he got drafted in like the fifth round. Super fucking steal. Let me look here. Monteric Brown. He is with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. Good for him. Fucking steal. They got him like the fifth fucking round. Super pumped. Now let's talk about another Woo Pig. Well, before we get to oh, that. Okay, you got something about, else? What we got? Well, we got? we're just going down going the, the Jets of notable picks. Jets oh, we getting Garrett Wilson. The Jets getting Sauce. They Garrett got, Wilson. I'm not too high on Sauce. And but then traded. Well, I, I get it. But it played against the Buffalo receivers. A bunch of I don't care receivers. at any level to not allow a touchdown. And even if that's just because they won't throw at you, still worth something. But then to trade back into the thir- first round for a third pick and get Jermaine Johnson. You get who th- slid so you far. You got three picks who were on every big board in the top ten. I'll forever, ever, forever hold the Chiefs responsible for not doing something right there. I mean, he was right there gift-wrapped. If we could have managed to get McDuffie and... Jermaine John, I would have shit my pants, but we didn't. He's so very good for the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson, I saw a picture of him came out today. Looks like he put on a little a little poundage, a little muscle. He looks a little bigger. He's got a little a baby, little tiny belly now. Looks like he put on a little weight. So they're gonna make him better at throwing the ball. I think you can make him better at running the ball. Well, he's been running for his fucking life. So did they? Please tell me they got linemen too. I'm sure at some point they did, but he stunk. So. I'm not out on Zach Wilson yet. I'm not in, but I'm not out. I'm mostly saying that because I drafted him in, in, <laughs> in fantasy today. Yes, I think I'm hard out. Well, I took after you and wanted a little double dip action. So I took oh. him, and uh, I can't remember who the receiver is I took. So he must be real good. Oh, I took Garrett Wilson. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
But in the name of receivers, first receiver off the board was Drake London from USC to the Falcons. Don't know how I feel about him. He's big. I didn't watch any USC games either, so it's partly on me for not knowing much about him. You got, but everybody is pretty much renowned him as the most overrated receiver in the draft of the first round. From again, it's Twitter land, so what what can you expect? But yeah, everyone's most like of our he, Twitter is biased towards Arkansas, so we're that's, shit that's on factual. Any other receiver. That is factual. <laughs> but I know he's, the only good receiver went in the first round. Traylon Burks. He's but, fucking big. It's him and Pitts. So you got two big London's, targets. London's got hands. He's got some big. It looks like he has big hands. He got a big catch radius, as they say. So. I mean, who's going to throw him the ball? We'll worry about that later. It appears it will probably be Desmond Ritter. I'm good with that. They're going to throw him in there a little too early, and they're going to be real pissed when he's not great immediately. And the Seahawks get Russell Wilson his trade and then immediately draft a tackle in yeah. the first round. Where has that been? I don't know. They got Charles Cross from Mississippi State. Yep. One and of the top linemen. Then Garrett Wilson went to the Jets with their second pick, Chris Olave to the Saints. Excellent pick. The next pick. And then Jamison Williams, the next pick, to the Lions. Yep. Uh, it's just like fantasy. As soon as you see that first quarterback go off the board, it's like, oh, shit, we need receivers to trade up. I got – I was sucked in by that run of receivers, and I stopped kind of paying attention to who was coming up. And as soon as Baltimore hit the screen, it was like, up, oh, Kyle Hamilton's gone. Yep. Me and, and Dakota both texted each other and said, I, it's Hamilton right here. It is the most Ravens. I mean, I feel like I say that every time the Ravens pick someone. They draft very well. I couldn't believe he fell to 15. They couldn't believe it. They consistently draft very well, and it's infuriating as a Steelers fan. But they get Kyle Hamilton. He'll fit in perfectly with their yes, defense. Yes, he will because he's a freak. Uh, what? Jahan Dawson to Penn State, or from Penn State yep. to the Commanders. The Commanders. Another Terry McLaurin type build. Uh, fast as shit. Uh, great hands. I love Dawson. Drafted him yesterday in Sleeper. And then two picks later. The Eagles trade their pick to the Titans for A.J. Brown. And then in the middle of them saying, well, that kind of leaves the Titans without a boom, Traylon Burks. Yep. To the Titans. Who is his comparable NFL player? A.J. Brown. Brown. And then just listen to everybody say, like, well, that's his his NFL comparison, but we'll see. And it it is very accurate. And he is going to be very good. Big body, contested catches, sneaky fast. He doesn't look very fast. And then he catches the ball, and somehow he's pulling away from people. That's SEC caliber players that he went against every single year for fucking three years. I'm Had usually no problem. for proven players over draft picks. But if your proven player wants $22 million a year and you get a guy that you don't have to change your game plan $25 at all, million a year. Well, he said he would stay for twenty two. Well, the Titans said they offered him twenty two. He wanted twenty five. They, they offered him like nineteen with incentives up to twenty two. He ah. wanted twenty two straight. But I mean, I'm all for someone getting their money. I ain't going to talk about your money like that. But if you have the option to take somebody who is, who you don't have to change anything for, and they're on a rookie deal, and you get a fifth-year option, yep, deal. sign me all the way up. Especially when you don't know what you're going to do with your quarterback in the future. Especially when someone like Aaron Rodgers comes out and says, the, the person that I wanted in the first round was Traylon Burks. I mean, that's pretty high praise from the fucking... That's, yeah. And I really thought that was going to happen. Everyone did. The whole night. I was like, here he goes. He's going to fucking... Green Bay. And it, and honestly, when they traded A.J. Brown, my brain never went, oh, they're going to take Burks now. No, no, no. Not it at just, all. It all happened. Like, I was so like, holy shit, we got a player traded like we talked about. And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, my God, that, that says Traylon Burks. How Traylon Burks is it that six hours before the draft, he's out there fucking stringing bass. Him and Nashville dancing, is fucking Dancing perfect. with fucking bass on a line out there dancing in the woods. Like, and then he's 
at the draft thing, and it was so awesome to see the video of him at the fucking in his little draft room situation or whatever with all his family. And then see his grandma, and his grandma like started like freaking out. And was like, "Oh my god, you're not going to be very far away. You're going to be close by." Well, that, I thought you're going to go to New York or California or something, and you're still in Tennessee. And you think about it, we made that drive a lot. Obvi- right at midnight. Yes. Obviously, Nashville's quite a bit bigger than Fayetteville, but a lot to do. Similar situation, like you have a lot of shit to do. You have a city and all the surrounding area. Country is, as hell. Country as fuck. Country as fuck. So he's gonna he's gonna fit in well there. Land between the lakes, he is gonna love. Yep. Turkey he, Bay, we gotta he is get, gonna love. We gotta get him. Get him to dips. Yep. Get him. To get him dip, to dips. The he's dip dairy freeze. <laughs> he will eat that shit up. He's got land between the lakes. He's got the. Uh, What's that river we used to always go to? Right, there? the Cumberland. Yep, got the Cumberland right there. Shit, he's gonna fucking love Tennessee. I told, I told Nashville. everybody the only other place I would love to live other than Arkansas would be Tennessee. That's it. No, I, yeah, Tennessee's fantastic. About it. We would, we would, if we did not have any ties to this area, we would have stayed there. Or like right there on the skirts of Kentucky, like a, like a, I mean, Paducah was all right. Ugh. The out, the outskirts of like that Paducah area right there next to Clarksville, and yeah, Nashville's only an hour away. It's, <laughs> Beautiful. I would oh, personally go like Owensboro, Kentucky, or like Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Oak Grove was the one that was right next, right to, outside of Post. Right outside of Camp. So you yeah. get a little bit away from that. Uh, and then came the 19th pick to the Saints that they traded. They got via trade. When was this? Who? This is the trade before Saints? the draft. Yeah. Anyway, they got Trevor Penning from Iowa, Northern Iowa. I don't know who that is. The point being, that was the last question mark where I was like, oh shit, are they going to take a quarterback? Because I knew we were going to end up with Pickett mm-hmm. because somebody was going to take Willis. And then when they both fell, I was like, we got our fucking pick. Thank God they didn't trade up. And then, and then when they said the pick was in, I was like, I don't know who I want it to be. I have no idea. And then as soon as they... I then, wanted it to be Pickett. As soon as their mouth formed the... I said, God damn it. Dakota did not love the Kenny Pickett Straight pick. At first. I was so I sold myself on the Kenny Pickett selection when I thought Willis was going to be gone. I don't necessarily believe that Willis is capable or will be better than Pickett. I just knew that he was the higher rated quarterback and he fell all the way down to us. And I was afraid we took Pickett because he's from Pittsburgh. And then I got to thinking about it and listening to some people talk. They have been able to see him for the last five years mm-hmm. in the building. Mm-hmm. They know how he watches film. They know how he treats fucking everybody. They know how he interacts with the team, coaches, staff, all of it. They like, probably spoke directly to his family several times over the past couple of years. Yeah, their dinner visits that they have with all these prospects they've been having for fucking five years. They say he's the most NFL ready. His hands make me fucking nervous. Okay? I've seen the Steelers in multiple people fumble the game away. It makes me nervous. Not if you're Tom Brady because then they call tuck rule. Right. But if you have tiny hands and you wear two gloves, I don't love that either. I know Kenny it does, two gloves. The two I gloves know, look is it should be banned. I know it has nothing. It doesn't matter. Looking at somebody wearing two gloves taking a snap pisses me off. It pisses me off too. And I like everything else about him. <laughs> it just tells me you can't hold on to the ball. You got to have gloves to hold on to the ball to sling it. Now, if he had tiny hands and didn't wear gloves, I would be shouting, "Why the fuck don't you just put gloves on?" But everything else about him. Yeah, we're a little greedy as fans. Like the look of him, the way he talks. His frame, I'm in. I'm everything in. is there. I'm nervous. It speaks to how good he is when the when the the best receiver in college football, who was his teammate, 
immediately transfers as soon as Kenny Pickett goes to the draft. Yeah. Apparently there was some collusion there. Oh, uh, there definitely it. was. <laughs> but either way, Kenny Pickett was the only quarterback taken in the first round. And I told you I'd do it. It took me a, it took me a solid I'm couple I'm going to buy days, you a Kenny Pickett jersey. But I'm in on Kenny Pickett. That's going to be your birthday present. I don't, Kenny Pickett jersey. It works. I don't know if who starts this year. Like when Tomlin says they'll compete for it, most people say that and it's horse shit. I don't know if I want him to because I, I was I was completely like legitimately cool with going into this season with Trubisky just to see what happens. At least you would have got a good pick. Yeah, that, and that was the thing. Worst case scenario, we get, give, a, we get a, a, weapon. a good pick. Best Let's case give him scenario, an offensive lineman. Let's get him a tackle. Trubisky learned something from Josh Allen and he got better. I don't know. I don't think so. But I, and it's not like you If he didn't him. learn anything from Andy Dalton, he ain't going to learn anything from Josh Allen. I don't think that makes <laughs> sense. I don't think. That's the red rifle. No. Andy Dalton. Some call him Red Rocket. Andy Dalton had a sharp <laughs> peak where he was pretty good. Yeah, that was about seven years ago. Right. But I loved the picket pick. I think I thought that it screamed Pittsburgh. I thought it was perfect. It was a match made in fucking heaven. And he throws as as the podcast we mostly listen to, uh, part of my take says, a very fuckable spiral. His spiral is fucking it is beautiful. A pretty ball. I just like everybody else, I get excited about the arm strength. And I think that's the majority of my initial reaction to the pick. That in the hands. But <laughs> We'll see how it goes. I mean, he's got the hair. He's got the looks. He's got the frame. He's got the size. He has the build. He has everything. He's like a PG Gardner Minshew. That's what I'm saying. And then next round, they get George Pickens, which I'm, I know I'm skipping ahead. But yeah, go fuck yourself, bitch. You knew how bad I fucking wanted Pickens. <laughs> I thought the Packers were going to take him. Oh, fuck off. When he's been linked that. to the pits to, to fucking Kansas City for six months. Well, you got Hardman. You got a. Oh, uh, fuck off. Georgia. Fuck off. Straight up there. Wait, Hardman went to Georgia, right? Yes. Yeah. I feel like there's another one you got to from Georgia. Receiver? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. Anyway, the point being. Dumbass Hardman. You got Kenny Pickett with Deontay Johnson, Claypool, Pickens. And the Muth. And the Muth. And y'all drafted another receiver that everybody's high on. The third round as well. Everybody's high on him. Who's fast. Everybody's fucking high on him. But he's not like 4-2 something fast, like a Dree Archer. Like just a, we drafted him because he's fast. So that's exciting. So you've, you've essentially replaced James Washington, Juju and James Washington with the second and third round. Correct. Picks, which I'm okay with. Let's see how it goes. I think it's a very good pick. The next pick at 21. Nine plus 10. Don't you mind? <laughs> Kansas City, Trent McDuffie, cornerback, Washington. And we traded up to get him. With who? I don't know. The Patriots. Oh, the Patriots, Bananas. yes. Yeah, it's weird, weird that we're doing business with them. And then y'all did it the other way around. I'm and pretty sure in the next back. round. Yes. Yeah, we traded up for McDuffie, who was ranked as the top three corner in the draft. He's small. He's very Marcus Peters framed. 5'10 and a half, 195, but fucking good. He is good. I'm happy with that pick. I'm very fucking happy. Kansas City seems to have that ability that Pittsburgh has with receivers with corners. Oh, for sure. I didn't know who Charverius Ward was. Right. I didn't know who Fenton was. I didn't know any of these fucking people. I didn't know who Sean Smith was back when we had him. Couldn't tell you who he was. Turned out to be a freak with us. Then went to the Raiders. Sucked. Yeah. I don't know. But our corners do decent. And I'll take it. And Sean I'll, Smith did good until you played the Broncos. No. That was Philip Gaines. Well, no, that specific one was. But Sean Smith had issues. Don't you bring up Emmanuel Sanders right now. 
Sean Smith was fucking big, long. I enjoyed having him. I mean, for sure. Sanders made a lot of people look stupid. It, yes, yes, he did. Um, I'm very happy with the McDuffie pick. Didn't think that's who we would go for. To be honest with you, I didn't. I didn't know we were going to be going for corner with our first pick in the first round. I everybody had us pegged as receiver, so I was devastated when we didn't trade. I was up. waiting for the Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, Even with I, I your was first too. Pick. I was too. When you traded up, I was like, "Oh, this makes sense." Yeah, he's sliding. They have two picks. They trade up, get a pass rusher. Um, I really was hoping and praying for everything that I love that we would trade up for like a. I know Burks was a stretch, but I was really wanting Dotson. If you got two first round picks in one year, nothing's a stretch. Yeah, I mean, I would I would have given them both up to try to get a Burks or a a Dotson. There's no way we could have got all the way up to get a Garrett Wilson or anything like that, but. I think we could have got a Dotson. I think the commanders would have taken two firsts for Dotson, but it's okay. It's all good. We got the person who everybody thought we would get in the second round, so <laughs> at least we didn't reach for him on the first. We'll get there. Anyways, I'm happy with McDuffie. Very happy. And then the next pick comes. It's Packers, and it's not a weapon. All of the, the Rodgers haters were horny. All the sexy receivers were gone. So And they got good defenders. Yeah, they got good people. They didn't just get some bums. Yeah, they drafted Quay Walker from Georgia. Yeah, yet another Georgia defensive. They lost the Darius. I mean, you had to replace and, him. And inside linebackers position, the cart that the Packers have not filled well since, like Clay Matthews, AJ Hawk. Like it's been a long time since they've had very good. Inside linebacker. Yeah, I mean, they got Campbell right now, who yeah. turned out to be a fucking hit. Yeah. So much of a hit that they're like, fuck it. This is only your first year with us. Don't care. Here's your contract. Yeah, and then they get eat, and they've been getting eaten alive on the ground, like 10, 12 yards before contact. Like that, you have good inside linebackers. It slows that down quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Like that is, I'm not saying it's not an area of need. Everybody was like, all right, this is the year where they go offense first round. Yep. Soon as soon as Kansas City got Bolton and Gay, the run stopped being so effective against us. It works. Yeah, it definitely works. Yeah, why we absolutely up, That's works. why we didn't pick up the fifth-year option on Devin Bush. Yeah, that was very smart. Uh, and the Bills. I, I, still, I still commend Pittsburgh for trying with that pick. They needed I do, a linebacker. I, I mean, they fucking did what they, don't trade they should up. have done. They did they what they should have done. for the, one, the right pick on paper. It just didn't work out. And honestly, I don't know why, really. But I don't either. I should have known ever since he stomped on the fucking logo. <laughs> that was what, part of the reason why I liked him so much. I'm for it. Disrespectful. Especially in college. If it's a rival, fuck him. All gloves are off. Kyrie Elam, the corner from Florida, the Bills. The Bills could have done whatever the fuck Overrated. they wanted right there. It didn't really matter what the Bills do. They don't have a glaring need. I, was, I expect him to go run it back, to be honest with you. Oh, they did. Pick. And they got a good one later. Right. But with that pick, I was expecting, because they, had they, had, they could have taken anybody. At that point. Elam, the announcers wouldn't say it. They were hinting at it, but he was terrible last year. I mean, bad last year. Year before, very good. That's why his stock was high. And then last year, they're going to pretend that it didn't happen. And the announcers like, yeah, you know, he at times wasn't in the best position last year. <laughs> a little grabby. He got a little handsy. I feel like Florida as a whole gave up last year. The whole state. Ever since Alabama every, ripped their hearts out. Everything. In that game where Florida could have beat they, them. Where they had no business being in that game. Yeah. Florida should have beat them. And ever since they lost that game, they went down the crapper. Yeah. And now the odds came out today for the, winning the SEC in Florida is like with Vandy. <laughs> yeah. And Arkansas is 50 to 1. I will hammer that to win the SEC. Yeah. Cowboys take Tyler Smith, tackle from Tulsa. Smart. 
I trust that's another team that I trust that position. They, they take, take offensive linemen, linemen, they're gonna be good. And they're gonna get hurt. <laughs> yes. So get yourself good insurance policy, Tyler Smith. <laughs> and the Ravens with their oh. second pick of the first round. Lindenball. Take another Ravens pick. Take a center from Iowa. I'm sure he's got a nasty streak. I'm sure he's hard nosed and gritty. He was and best safety in college football. That they say. Or sorry, best center in college right. football. He was. So it it of course they did. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to say what Ravens did first there before that pick to get that pick. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They traded Marquise Brown to the Cardinals. And apparently that had happened a month ago. Because Marquise Brown was there at Arizona's was, watch yeah, party at the on, the fucking, on the fucking thing. He watched and, on TV with everybody else the fact that he was traded. And never said a word. And Lamar didn't even know. Because Lamar tweeted was like, what the oh, fuck? Ian Rappaport was talking uh Peter Schrager, somebody was talking I like about it, and he was like, uh, "He was like, yeah, apparently this has been going on for a month, and they told them like, hey, we'll do this trade if anybody finds out about it, trades it's off, because we want everybody to think with the Cardinals pick coming up, they're not going to take a receiver, and they oh. trade for one, so then they trade for one, yeah. So then, uh, and I like Marquise Brown, I do, too. I like him, I do too, I, I think it's and it's and then I'm sure they knew about the, uh. God damn. DeAndre Hopkins news coming. So they really had to make that thing work because him as a number one for the first six weeks is going to be good. And then I be, and then you reunite. I believe Marquise Brown played with Kyler. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, you reunite them. Uh, Lamar's not big Trusin anymore. He's pissed. That doesn't bode well for the contract talks. And, and apparently he told, Marquise Brown told Lamar Jackson, he's like, hey, nothing personal. I'm never going to get paid here as a receiver. I got to be able to catch fucking balls. It's true. It is 100% true. And regardless of where people stand on Lamar, like their offensive scheme is not conducive to having a star a receiver. A big payday wide receiver not no. going to happen. And he's related to Antonio Brown, so he is very... Different. Well, he is... He has he's an been, entrepreneur. That's the way. Yeah. That's what we'll go he, is, he is an entrepreneur. He bets on himself at the expense of teammates. Yes. But I, do I don't like blame that, him. I do like that fit for the Cardinals, though. Oh, for sure. You assent, like, you lose so you, Christian Kirk, boom. You get yes. So now you got Rondell Moore. You got uh, Marquise Brown. You're gonna have Hopkins back week six. You got Zach Ertz. You they got drafted uh, a tight end as well. Yeah, and they still have that. Uh, what's that dude? Fucking uh, Max something at tight end. He's good. Um, still got James Conner. You lost. You lost Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. But. I mean, that's that's a fun offense. That's a fast offense. Yeah, and when you get down to the goal line, James Conner punched it in a lot last year. A lot. A lot. I had him in fantasy, and it was a nightmare. Edmonds going scored. down was a blessing for James Conner when it came to goal line. James Conner would have like 12 yards and three touchdowns. Yes. Uh, next pick, Jets trade back in to get Drain Johnson. We talked about that. And then Jacksonville. Very smart pick. Drafted Devin Lloyd from Utah. Some people say best linebacker in the draft. He's a freak athlete. Tall, fast, big. Should, uh, should be good. I just don't trust the pack. I don't trust the Jacksonville Jaguars. No. They took ETN in the first round, so no, I don't trust him either. And then Green Bay comes up again, and they're for sure taking a receiver. Hey. But they didn't. They took Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle from Georgia. Another good pick. Ginormous human. Yeah. He's no Jordan Davis, which got picked by the Eagles, and that was a wasted pick. You idiots fell in love with size and what someone looks like, Refrigerator Perry. <laughs> Y'all forget he had t- fucking 26 tackles but last he's year. fast, too. 
Boy, they had a 45-second clip on when he got drafted of him just standing at the line of scrimmage doing nothing. Uh, then the most surprising pick of the draft, I think. The Patriots took uh, Cole Strange from UT Chattanooga. Made no sense. He'll probably be great. Probably. Probably be a fucking Hall of Famer. You got to trust Bill. And then the Chiefs' second pick. Don't know draft, shit about him. George Karlaftis. Don't know anything. I was watching. He looks pretty good. He's fucking huge. He looks scary. They say that he was third on the big board in pass rushers. I don't fucking know what I believe anymore. All I know is he played for Purdue. I don't know. They say all he tries to do is overpower people, and that might not translate to the NFL, which is troublesome. (laughs) You're preaching to the choir. (laughs) But everybody loves the pick, and the people that I respect, there's very few when it comes to talking football. The people that I like said it was a good pick. I mean, we'll see. I, I, Johnson, I have to be happy. Had Jermaine Johnson not gone four picks before that, I would have felt better about it. Like, had Jermaine Johnson gone higher, and then you get him at the bottom of the first round, I feel better about it. I don't hate it, but it's tough seeing Jermaine Johnson be that close and in between your picks. Yeah. Because clearly, the edge is a position of need. Right. Maybe it works out. I mean, I'm happy we got a pass rusher in a corner. I'm happy about it. I'm not happy that he was holding up. Who was it, Carlotas or was it the Wisconsin linebacker? I think the Wisconsin linebacker was holding up a 49 jersey. Not kidding you. That's tough. Yeah. And one of the other ones that we drafted was holding the 56 jersey. Not a joke. Hey, maybe it's for pictures. I don't know. It, Chiefs fans did not love those jerseys. <laughs> <I could> imagine not. <laughs> However, we address positions of need. I'm happy about it. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Other notable picks for Steelers fans, uh, they drafted Connor Hayward from Michigan State, Cam Hayward's brother. They are notorious for taking friends and family. Siblings. Of, <laughs> we, I think we have three, four sets of siblings. We got Edmonds. I don't know if Trey Edmonds is still on the practice squad or not. We got the Watts, who hopefully Connor Hayward gets Derek Watt the fuck out of here. Is he bad? He doesn't do shit. We don't use him. He's on. He's a nine million dollars special teams player. Like that's why James Connor fell off at the end is because we got rid of like Roosevelt Nix left and didn't have a fullback, and he got slammed behind the line of scrimmage. And then you paid Derek Watt nine million dollars, and it's like all right, well, we clearly see what the problem was, and then we didn't fucking use him. It's a waste of goddamn money. <laughs> but it's cool. It's plays with the brother. Get the fuck out of here. Connor Hayward is very athletic for his size. He caught the ball well. He ran the ball well. I'm not even asking for that from him. Just be a fucking fullback. Just run in front of Najee and don't let him get fucking smoked. And like they address the line. I, I don't feel great about it. I feel better. You use Connor Hayward as a true fullback. He's fucking huge. He's athletic. Run him in front of Najee until he gets out of open space and get the fuck out of the way and let him go. What else happened in the draft? Anything notable? It all um, it all runs together. Who was that other receiver that you took that you're talking about? Oh, Calvin Austin from yeah, yeah. Memphis in the fourth round. In the third round, we took DeMarvin Leal from Texas A&M. Don't know him. A&M's defense was good until they played Arkansas. And then they were still pretty good. I mean, fuck, good. they held us to 16. But we do need a defensive lineman. Or was it 21? We need – I don't remember. We won. That's what I know. Yeah, we won. That's all that matters. We needed a defense. Like, we went areas of need. I did not expect them to take two receivers. I'm cool with it because we need it. And they also drive receivers well. We lost 
Juju, James Washington, Ray Ray McLeod. So I assume, I assume Austin will start on special teams. Because I mean, they they run four receiver sets a lot. Yeah. I'm I'm excited again about the season. I think Pickett very well could start Week One. I don't think I want it to happen though. I wouldn't either. I don't blame you. Like I I get it. He's the most NFL ready. They that's the one thing they kept hammering, which puts more pressure on him to be able to beat out Trubisky. Because if you drafted him because he's the most NFL ready, which is what Tomlin said, and then he doesn't beat out Trubisky, who the vast majority thinks stinks, what's that say? Like, are you just you're just gonna have to protect him? You're just gonna have to eat those shots and be like, we want him to fucking learn everything he can. We paid Trubisky to be the guy this year. Bigger problem. Mason Rudolph's still on the fucking team. Get him out. <laughs> Get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't know why he's still on the team. Because we drafted another quarterback. He's going to mentor. In, in like the last round, I'm pretty sure. He's going to mentor. Nope. He's, he can't tell anybody. Yes. Uh, Chris Oladokun. Oladipo? Nope. Oh. Oladokun. From South Coast State quarterback. Go Jackrabbits. But <laughs> that's your third quarterback going into the fucking camp. No, get, it's not. not get it's him the fuck out of here. He's terrible. Don't even... I want him... I want Jamal Adams treatment. Shut his fucking key fob off. Don't even tell him. <laughs> let him try to get in. And then let Miles Garrett meet him at the door and tell him he's fucking fired. <laughs> Miles Garrett will claim he said a slur again. I don't care what he says about him now. Get him the fuck out of here. I get... I'm over it. You know what? I did hear he said the slur. I did hear that. I think we should get him off there. Cancel him. I don't like Miles Garrett, but if it ha- if I do, if like it has Miles to Garrett. do with him getting Mason Rudolph away from my team, like go for it. Do what you did realize do. in the NBA All Star game that Miles Garrett's a little full of himself, but I respect. Yeah, he it. put fucking quarterback headstones in his yard. Yeah, I respect it. He's fucking stupid. Very good. Just the shit JJ Watt does, and you love him. Stu- no, and that's not the shit JJ Watt does. Oh, the shit JJ Watt does now is different than when he was dominant. JJ Watt does it now to stay relevant. It's irre- that's irrelevant to me. <laughs> Miles Garrett is fucking good enough to just fuck people up. Like, he is very good. He gets on my goddamn nerves. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> well, he's also in your division. I respect, right. I, I respect your hatred for him. It's the fact that he's fucking compared <laughs> to TJ so often that I hate. Yeah, I don't see him ever doing things like TJ does. Everybody else does. All of the fucking media does. He always has the numbers like, somehow. Oh, but they're not close to TJ's. No. And his name is... More on average, higher I feel like than TJ's before this year. It's like, well, Miles Garrett and Aaron Donald. Fuck you, dude. In every category, he is considerably lower than TJ Watt. Yeah, now it's TJ Watt, Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, Frank Clark. <laughs> to to the mile to the top three, I agree with. <laughs> I don't know where Frank Clark ranks in there. Um, Chiefs got Sky Moore. Oh, they did. All I was happy was that we did not take him in the first round. Because everybody was saying we should be taking him in the first round. That was your pick on last last episode. Pissed. You said you would be the least happy with. If it was early. I'm happy to get him in the second. Did watch a lot of film on him. It does seem like he can actually move his hips, unlike Hartman. <laughs> Seems like he can run good routes. Makes contested catch somehow at, at 5'9". He... Oh, this dude is still on the fucking clock. My God. Pick yeah, somebody already, Willie. Willie's pissing me off. Anyway. So you don't hate the Sky Moore pick? No, I don't hate it at that at that pick, no. Yeah, I mean, you had to do something. 
We had to. I'm happy with it. I was thinking it was going to be Pickens, but I'll take Sky Moore. Uh, what was another one of the picks that I liked? Um, Apparently, there was some baggage as to why he was sliding. Sky? P- no, Pickens. Oh, really? Well, I saw him standing in front of the TV with... Did you see that video? Yeah, it said he was going to be either incarcerated or a, yes. or a Hall of Famer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like NBA young boy standing in the living room. Pittsburgh is notorious for taking people with baggage. And yeah. Not a fuck. So, yes. Um, he can't have more baggage than Antonio Brown. Uh, well, we didn't know about the baggage until about nine years into his career. That's my point. <laughs> we concealed it for nine years. Um, I think Sky Moore could be everything Byron Pringle was turning to be. It's sad that it's not Byron Pringle, but I think Sky Moore could be very Byron Pringle-ish. And I'd be happy with that. If you can re-sign Juju after this year, yes. you'd be in good shape. Absolutely. If we can get Juju, MVS, and have Sky Moore, and have the balls and courage to say we were wrong about Hartman, and Clyde I'm happy. <sighs> God. Um, the Wisconsin linebacker had like a 91 pro football focus grade that we got. Can't remember his name. Uh, Leo something was his yeah. name. White boy. And he said something pretty cool at the... That you know the thing that every team does, where they have all the rookies up on a podium with like it's season ticket holders, and they talk to them. And they asked him. They said, uh, "What can we expect from you, as Chiefs fans? What can we expect for you coming here? Like, what do you like to do?" And he was like, "Hit people. I love to hit people. I am addicted to hurting people. I love it." <laughs> he's like, "That is all I live." And McDuffie's just covering his face, and he's like, "I love hitting people." And I'm like, "Okay, I can respect the <laughs> motherfucker. Love him already. Love him already." Uh. We took a running back out of some place I've never heard of, and he's not somebody I ever heard of. But I saw the video that they did of them calling him, and he like started crying when they called him. Got me right in the feels. Got me excited. <laughs> Love the pick. <laughs> uh, and then we got an offensive lineman that apparently slid way low, and we got like an A grade for for dra- drafting him. Other than that, I'm happy with Sky Moore, happy with McDuffie, and I'm happy with um, Carl Loftus. That's it. That was the other thing that maybe come around and pick it a little quicker was when they showed the video of Tomlin going into the room to call him. He was like, all right, get get out of the way. Get out of the way. Like, he was fucking skipping in there to call him. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I hope it works. And out. then seeing Pickett, like, with his hands buried in his face, like, listening to the phone call. Yeah. Like, crying and shit. I was like, oh, yeah, it's fucking Pittsburgh all over it. Yeah. You are set for the next 12. So this means when we go to the draft next year, I have no idea. Oh, did you see the report Who? that came out about Kansas City? Uh-uh. They were going to trade their next year's first round pick to move back into the first round, and Clark Hunt said, "No, we have the draft in Kansas City Smart. next year, and we are not made, we're not moving that pick." Smart. Yes, we would have been devastated as Chiefs fans. Yeah, you can't have the draft <laughs> no. in your home st- home city and not have a fucking pick. Absolutely not. Oh man, I it was cool in the beginning of the first round where they had like the team sectioned off up front, so you didn't just have an overwhelming yes. amount of Raiders fans. Yes, that was cool. There was there was it, apparently a hundred thousand fucking people there, but it didn't look like anybody was like not worth the trip. Like right. even the people in the back, it was just still be fucking cool. And Derek Carr looked stupid being up there. I wonder where they do it in Kansas City. I mean, it's got to be on Arrowhead Drive. Got to be. Clearly, it's gonna have to be right outside, probably in the parking lot, right outside the fucking stadium. <laughs> just tailgate for the for, for the draft. I mean, I don't know where the fuck else they'd do it. I don't know. If there's a lot of other notable backdrops in Kansas City that you do it in front of. I mean, do it. You could do it at fucking Kaufman. That would be cool. You could do it at Kaufman. That would be cool. Everybody's up. That'd the be stands. the most people have been in Kaufman in seven, seven years. or eight years. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Speaking of which, Cardinals just second clapping up the fucking Royals again. Yeah, we're bad. Wit is all we got. Yeah, pretty much. He hit his first homer. That was hey, good for him. <laughs> I like him. 
Y'all did win yesterday, though. Mm. I think that brings the series this year to like seven and one. Well, I think we're eight and fourteen right now. Eight. So not great. Hall of Fame numbers. And then I saw a fucking uh old Grinky actually pitched a really good fucking game like two games ago or some shit. And we lost one to zero. Yes. And there were, and everybody was Welcome. like, here we go again. Grinky Grinky <laughs> plays great and we fucking ruin it. There are Mets fans everywhere that do not fucking care about your problems. <laughs> They've been living with Jacob DeGrom having a fucking sub two ERA for like ten years and they consistently lose. I did see uh Acuna getting struck the fuck out in the minors by the Arkansas pitcher. Yes. Arkansas dude in the minors fucking threw the nasty fucking slider on him. Blaine and he just stood monster. there and fucking stared at him like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. You know, like Blaine Knight was a monster. And you know, like walking back to the mound, you think, that's fucking Ronald Cunha right there. Like, it's a bad son of a bitch. Yes. Yeah, I also watched Marcelo Zuna get struck out on three balls in a row. <laughs> Umpires are... They're out of control. Umpires are all-time fucking bad. You got people just massaging Madison Bumgarner's hands, staring him in the eyes, and then ejecting him. This is fucking outrageous. I mean, Angel Hernandez is notorious for being terrible. Everybody's jumping on the bus and just being ass. Just completely fucking terrible. I did see one video this morning of uh, the pitcher walking off the mound, looking over at the ump. Oh, did we get somebody? Nope. He still ain't picked. Uh, But anyways, he looked over at the pitcher. And the pitcher was about to freak out on him, and I he just tapped it. his chest and was like, "Hey, that that one was on me." And the pitcher was like, "All right, there we go." That's all I wanted to see. It, see, the, everybody was like, "Oh, the pitcher forgave him," and I'm sure he did. But my initial reaction was anger that he didn't get the freak out. Like he just cut his knees off. Fine, fuck it, whatever. I do respect him for owning up to it. That is tough. Yes, like especially on that stage in front of because you know that's hitting the internet and everybody's gonna see it. And luckily, it was a positive reaction. But like me as a person would be very difficult to be like. Oh, I'm going to have to tell him I fucked up. Maybe I'll tell him after the game. I'll tell him after the game in the tunnel when nobody's around. You love to see that, especially in the midst of everything that's going on right now. What you don't love to see in the midst of everything going on right now, I'm going to start with the bad so I can get to the good because I don't want people listening to the good shit. Like, well, well we lost to Missouri State. Arkansas lost to Missouri State yesterday. 64. Cats out of the bag. Monkeys played, out of the barrel. And they played a shit game. There was some horrendous play by Missouri State on their end, I think in the ninth inning, they brought the game even close. I think we scored all of our run. Nah, I don't remember. But they played bad. Like, they do that. Fairly consistently. We talked about it before. It's sporadic, but it happens frequently. Before that, was the Ole Miss series. And... Arkansas won series, but the highlight of that series was Van Horn putting a freshman, Kendall Diggs, in. Designated hitter in the lineup. Said, you know what? He's deserved. He's earned his shot. He's earned a shot. Comes up in the ninth inning, demolishes the fucking baseball into the top of the Hunt Center, walk off home run against Ole Miss. They ripped his jersey off. It was fucking Was fantastic. there a wire? No. Okay. No wire. Okay. Now they made it a point to get it all the way off. Looked like painfully so. They ripped it. And it got to, it was still on both arms, and they just kept fucking yanking it. You're not going to rip a full sleeve, so they had to pull it off afterwards. He was jacked up. He I would have been too. He got super late that night, for sure, for the next several nights. Yes, probably by an Ole Miss fan, possibly. He could have did what Drake did, and slid into somebody's wife's DMs <laughs> just to fuck with him. He was get. Let's just say he was he was tapping. 
<laughs> that was a fantastic. Also, uh, Brady Tiger is a fucking monster. It, this is these are his numbers during SEC play this year. Uh, 0.82 ERA. That's first. 155 batting average. That's first. Six saves. That's third. Nine games finished. That's tied for second. Eleven home runs allowed. First. Two runs allowed. No, eleven. Sorry, eleven hits allowed. That's first. Two runs allowed. First. One double allowed. Zero home runs allowed. All first. He's a freshman. Freak. Fucking monster. Love to see that. The next year, I don't know if, if Paulette's coming back. I fucking hope he does. I don't know if he will. If he does, next year's the fucking year. With the young talent we've got. If we get some fucking batters. We've got him. I don't know what the fucking problem is. It, it's, it's the continuity throughout the line. Like last year, there was no easy outs because everybody's hitting fucking bombs. We've still, like Brady Slavin's, I'm going to shut my mouth for a little while because that motherfucker figured it out. He still tries to hit the ball to goddamn Jupiter, but he's doing it. More often than not now. He's not just whiffing at everything. If we can get some consistency throughout the fucking lineup, we'll be fine. We'll be able to make a run. I still don't expect a championship. Next year, though, if Plate comes back, Brady Tiger, we got problems. I'm seeing more people going ahead and admitting that Tennessee's going to win the SEC. Yeah, I said that before the fucking season yeah. started. Yeah. They're good. <laughs> they hit the shit out of the ball. They got Ben Joyce throwing 105.5 miles an hour, allegedly. The video that keeps circulating around that doesn't actually show 105.5. What's what's stupid is it doesn't shock me. Like, it would not surprise me if he legitimately threw 105.5 miles an hour. They got fucking Chapman Jr. It's fucking outrageous. They're very good. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it anymore. That's it. That's all I do want to talk about. Arkansas softball. Yes. Second straight. SEC regular season. Yes. I think they had a share of it last year, actually. Either way. With Oklahoma, right? No, SEC. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. But, oh, that will be an SEC matchup here mm-hmm. soon. Gosh, that's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. I've seen people petitioning for expanding Bogle Park already, which would be fantastic because that park is sexy. It's just tiny. It, it's very small. They Congrats to the ladies. They have won more games in the last two years than they did in her first five of being the coach. So that is proof like, hey, I'm going to figure it out. Just let it ride. Give me a chance to implement this shit, and we're going to figure it out. Another reason why 100-year check is the GOAT. Yes. Congrats to the Ladybags. Let's talk a little bit of playoff basketball. Yes. The Grizzlies-Warriors series is going to be it's fucking fire. spicy. It is fire. They should, I should have a parlay rolling into the night. I had the Grizzlies over the Warriors. I also had the Bucks over the Celtics, and they shit on themselves. You should have known the second game in Boston after they beat Boston the first time. You should have known the second one, traditionally speaking, well, is not going to go well. Traditionally, yes. I believe the Bucks came back. I turned it off at halftime because it was a fucking slaughter, but I saw something about saying, like, the Bo- the Celtics survive. I was like, what the fuck? Did Boston come I mean, back? They had a late push, but they it, shot like at shit. no point did I feel good about my bet anymore. Giannis had two points and was one for nine in the first half, or first quarter. I was like, what the hell is happening? They weren't even guarding him at the three-point line. They were just letting Giannis shoot. It was disgusting. It was gross. Yeah. I... Trying to see, just on the record, I had the Suns and Heat winning tonight. So when that happens, it's fucking Buck's fault. Oh, you had them all tied in there. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So it's dead now. You ain't got another one rolling? No. Huh. Well, we got the Heat game tonight. 
they're going to win. So 76ers are dead. Yeah, they're they're not good. James, James Harden, Harden is getting detriment. exposed. He's, He's getting so team. exposed. He will not go down. Well, he'll get in the Hall of Fame because everybody gets in the Hall of Fame in basketball. But I was listening to something on the radio yesterday, and they were talking about like most of the time you don't see it's one side wins a trade. Very rarely is it a win win. He said very rarely do you see a lose lose. This is a lose lose. Yes, both teams got worse. I feel like somehow. I mean, I know Ben Simmons didn't fucking play, but. They are, they both stink, and Harden <laughs> is a, like you got Harden in that trade, and then you lost Embiid. That should be like, hey, motherfucker, it's your time to shine. You're the captain now. Problem. He stinks. After he's, he's he stinks. He is fucking up the whole ham sandwich. He flops the around the entire time, and then just goes immediately up to the ref and just stands there and complains about how he didn't get a call in the middle of plays. And then if the other team calls a timeout, Miami calls a timeout. Guess the first place Harden goes right up to the ref to go talk about how it should have been a foul. Every single possession. Every fucking time. He's been exposed. He sucks. Philadelphia's a bunch of idiots. Um, Boy, I hope Giannis wins MVP. It'd be a nice $400 day. Um, Warriors piss me off. That Warriors and Grizzlies series is going to become like Emotion wise, what the Warriors Cavs deal was like it is it is officially emotionally charged. Like Steve Kerr is having interviews, and he's like, I don't know what you call it, but it's dirty. It was dirty as fuck. Yeah, Dylan Brooks smacked the motherfucker <laughs> across the damn head, and then he broke his elbow on the land. Yeah, speaking of breaking his elbow, did you see that dude that tried to that tackle Dave Chappelle? I did. Good. They fucked him up in the back. Yes, they did. Somebody restrained him and twisted his arm. Did you hear what he said? Dave Dave Chappelle said out there? Uh -uh. He came out there afterwards and was talking with Jamie Foxx out loud on the mic. And he was like, you know, I've been doing this for 35 years. And I have, I have always, I just stomped him. He said the N word. I just stomped in the back, in the back just now. I just stomped somebody out. He's like, I've been wanting to do that my whole entire life. I never had, I actually just stomped somebody out in the back. (laughs) And then it shows a video of his arm just like dangling on that. I mean, they said he broke his arm, has a concussion. I mean, his elbow was the wrong direction. I also think he under he also had a knife tucked into a fake gun. That's strange. A knife tucked into a fake gun when he tackled him. Not the best way to conceal that. Was he gonna fucking kill Dave Chappelle on stage? I I mean, I think if you make at the point where you make that decision to do that on stage, like you have ill intentions. Hillary Clinton sent him. I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> it, it, he, she had to have. Somebody was sent to hush him. You should have sent somebody better. <laughs> also, you underestimated the size of Dave Chappelle. He's a large man. <laughs> yes, he is. And he tried to tackle him, and he just shrugged him off. Like, he still fell down, but you didn't just... But he rolled over. Yeah, he rolled over and just shrugged him to the ground. And then Jamie Foxx got a hold of his ass. Jamie immediately. Fox would not fuck with. You forget. He played Mike Tyson here pretty... pretty. <laughs> he still got the memory. He, he goes through the motions. Well, we saw Will Smith be a boxer, and then he slapped somebody. So. Did, you see, did you hear what... Because uh, Chris Rock was up there, too. He came up there and grabbed the microphone next to Dave Chappelle and was like... Was that was that Will Smith? <laughs> <laughs> and Dave Chappelle just started laughing. But yes, that was very funny. But people are forgetting another thing. It doesn't feel like it, but people are forgetting that Minnesota or uh, that uh, the Grizzlies are the two seed in this situation. Right. People have forgotten that they are the two. People are so used to Golden State being the top dog right. that they think that they're the they are the fucking favorite Minnesota. But this is the best position to be in is for the Grizzlies to be the higher seed and have the underdog feel to it like they can legitimately have this chip on their shoulder they're playing golden state even though they have the advantage right but i saw the way the timber will i know they have to carry that chip and have that dog in them and stuff but when jaw was coming off the court and he was 
staring at Steph, and he was like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. Well, it come to find out, I guess Steph came up to John Morant after game one and said, this series is going to be fucking incredible after the Warriors won. He's like, this is this is going to be fucking nuts. It, this, is, this series is going to be fun. And then the Grizzlies win. John Morant's walking up the court after they win, staring at Steph Curry, said, oh, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm I mean, he did just drop 46 I'm in the game. Here for, uh, Patrick Beverly said oh, after that. He needs to shut his fucking mouth. <laughs> Oh. But my thing is, you do realize that Golden State won one of the games on the road, right? Right. Typically, the team that gets a one and one wins one of the home games and steals a home game. Watch this energy next time when they get bring, come to Golden State right. tomorrow. Just wait. Oh, I'm very excited. And if Golden State wins both of those games, it's over. It's over. You're fucked. And you're talking that fucking shit walking off the court into Stephen Curry. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. John Morant has outplayed Steph Curry. It's not even fucking close. I. I am that he's obviously on my Grizzlies. That's why I like him. Oh, for sure. You got to get a Morant jersey at this point. I only need the old, the old Grizzlies jersey. Oh, with yeah. The, with the colorful the one. Yeah. The, the light blue and pink trim. Need that. But if you're a shit talker, you talk it to the, the fucking best player. Like, if you're going to do it, fucking do it. Be he's going to serve your ass. Be up. aware of what that's going to cause. But I'm here for it. Like, it's going to be fucking awesome. Eventually, those fadeaway threes and stuff that he is known for hitting, people, they're going to hit. People forgot that he missed the last 10 games of the regular season, Steph Curry did. He came off the bench for the first the first series because he's he's easing his way back. He's going to light your fucking ass up, I'm right. telling you. Now, is it fun to see John Moran drop 40 pieces? Oh, yeah. Here for that. Is it possible that Steph lights up and Jaw still does that? Yes. Yes, That's that'd be what's going to be awesome. However, in game one, people are sleeping on it. Steph Curry blocked John Morant's layup attempt. It happened. He did it. <laughs> Steph locked him up and blocked the layup attempt. And after the game, they asked him about it. And he said, I locked his ass up. <laughs> How often do you get to hear Steph Curry lock? So never. And it yeah. happened. It was sick. <laughs> I you, thought Jaw had the step. He beat all three of the people that were trying to, they tried to box and they did a, they did a, what do they call that? Uh, uh, something and one or something and box and one. They call it a box and one. They were trying to run box and one. It looked like, looked like all four were standing right there. Jaw looked over to Bain and them at the end of the game one, right before they passed it in, was like, hey, move out of the way. As soon as I catch the ball, get out of the way. And he did, but the defenders knew, so all of them flooded to the rim. He, ha- he had a step on his guy and got a one that little one-legged little left-hand layup. I was like, oh, fuck, that's game. Ooh, didn't even touch a rim. <laughs> and then Steph was like, I fucking locked. I was like, okay, this series is going to be sick. Draymond gets ejected game one. That's going to happen again. Tugging on a jersey. That fucking... Uh, he did something. Something else happened in game two with Dray. Oh, Draymond got elbowed in the eye in game two. Elbowed in the fucking eye by Brooks. Had to go back to the back and get stitches in his eye. Come back into the game. Brooks mugs Peyton after mugging yes. Draymond Green. Breaks Gary Payton's elbow. Now he didn't do the elbow. He just smacked him on Gary the head Payton. as he was in the air. Yeah, it's Gary Payton Jr. The mailman. No, that's the glove. The glove. You're right. Um. Anyways, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't his fault that he broke his elbow, but you never, you, it's Steve Kerr was right. And I'm not usually one to side with the soft shit, but there's an unspeaking, unspoken rule when a player is fully in the air going for something, right. you don't fucking hit him. Right. You and he smacked him in the fucking face. Yes, he did. Uh, not great. Brooks has not been great in this series, but John Morant has. I love the Steph Jaw matchup. I'm fucking all the way here for it. People are starting to say it's a passing of the torch from point guards. No, it's just disagree. Fun just, it's just a lot of fun. Can we just fucking enjoy both, please? Don't blow it up. Don't try to make it something it's not. It's just awesome. That's all it is. 
That's all. That's it. Because when you go talking about passing the torches, it puts unfair and unrealistic expectations on somebody like poor Kevin Durant, who supposedly took the torch from LeBron, and turns out he's never going to be LeBron. Well, so it also, get over you, yourself. you say passing the torch, and then Steph starts lighting it back up again. You're like, oh, look, he's oh, still, he still he got still it. still got He never lost it. Never. He's just a fucking assassin. The Heat series bores me to tears. The Sun series, I still think it has potential to be fun. Because whenever Luke is involved, it gets fun. He does cry a lot and pisses me off. Yes, he does. He fucking cries a lot. Um, a series with him and Chris Paul in the same court is is agonizing. Fuck Chris Paul. I have always <laughs> been anti-Chris Paul. I am mad the Lakers didn't try to get him. Because that would have worked with LeBron. Chris Paul would have. They said it wouldn't. Bullshit. Yes, it would have. But Chris Paul's a dirty son bitch. We all fucking knew it. Openly. Openly like, dirty as fuck. <laughs> like, not even trying to hide it. So, never been a huge Chris Paul fan, but it was cool to see him go 14 for 14 the other day. That was sick. And he is undoubtedly the point god. No yeah. question. I still remember the poster you had up in your room when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Back uh, in the Oklahoma City days when the Hornets were in Oklahoma City. Yep. Um... What's the other series? Bucks and Celtics. That one's a tough one. I, st- I still think the Bucks will win that I series. Um, if the Mavericks don't win tonight, the Suns are going to wrap it up quick. I was very wrong on that. If the Mavs win the night, they still have a chance. But if they lose both of them, I mean, I guess you could still go back home and win both your home games, but... It just feels like all the hearts ripped out of it if you lose both the two openers. It feels like when you get down to it and somebody has to win a game, the Suns are going to win. Yeah, I agree. And Devin Booker, my God, that fucking fadeaway while he was sprinting to the right, That's elbow why. three that he shot, Jesus fuck. Now, if you get into a game seven situation... And you have... Luka and Booker going at Luka it. Luka and Booker both trying to win the game. Here That's going to be awesome. Here for it. Um, I, I have loved these playoff games. It's been pretty good. They have been fantastic. It's nice when your team's in it. And an actual threat. That's why I've always been a Grizzlies fan. Now, I will spin a rumor that I have seen about a potential thing happening this offseason. What's that? Clearly, Westbrook's gone. Yes. Say yeah. He's going rumor has it. Zach Levine wants to go to the Lakers. He said last year and the year before that in the offseason, I want to play with LeBron James. I want to play with LeBron James. Rumor is Zach Levine has asked for a sign-and-trade situation this offseason to go play with the Lakers. I'm a huge Zach Levine guy. I mean, most people are after this all the dunk contest, right. but I, I fucking love Zach Levine. Inconsistent shooter, won't lie. <laughs> but LeBron and Zach Levine would be fucking fireworks. And Anthony Davis, dear God. I mean, we get like 17 games of Anthony Davis a year, so right. those will be fun. Right. Um, but Zach Levine going to the Lakers would be awesome. I would buy his jersey immediately. Anthony Davis is going to be uh, in a DeMarcus Cousins situation. They should have traded fast. him last year. He's going to be in a DeMarcus Cousins situation real fast where he thinks he deserves all this money because of his ability, and people just won't give it to him. I would trade Anthony Davis this offseason. I'm not kidding. I mean, what what do you lose there? Nothing. No. 16 games of fun. Nothing. It does not hinder your ability to make or miss the playoffs whatsoever. No. I would trade... It'll be. It sounds crazy, but I would trade him for like. Give me. Give me, like a DeAndre Ayton and Mikael Bridges. I'll give you Anthony Davis. The Lakers get better and the Suns stay good. 
Uh, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and Anthony Davis. It's a drastic hit to the Suns. Anthony Davis for DeAndre Ayton? For 16 games. He's still, True. you still have but on that paper, problem. That, that's a bang. On paper, yeah. On paper, the Lakers should have been fine. It just mm-hmm. didn't fucking work. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Zach Levine with the Lakers would be cool. That's that's all I've heard. I wish I wish they could do a trade for like LaMelo Ball and someone else just to make things exciting as fuck. LaMelo Ball and like, uh, who else would you do? Josh Hart and... Nah, fuck that. He's a bum. Give me, give me, uh, give me the Brandon other bridges. Ingram. Nah, give me the other bridges. The Miles. one that always dunks. Down the there. Hornets? Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me LaMelo and Bridges for Anthony Davis. Call it good. They're not going to do that because LaMelo is the, their future. Correct. But it'd be cool. Which is a wild turn. To get LeVar Ball at the fucking <laughs> oh, courts. Again. At the Lakers. No. And he would be pushing for Jello immediately. Yep. I was the fool that said LeAngelo Ball was the best ball brother. <laughs> I said that multiple times. Turns out. He's not. By far the worst. But <laughs> <laughs> That's astronomically correct. lower than the other two. Yeah. Yes. Blue button. Blue button. What we got? It's a good button for a good card in the UFC. Uh oh. Got I, our boy coming up this week. It's been a while since I've been able to say this because the fight nights have been ass, which I guess wouldn't apply to what I'm about to say. <laughs> but I've been ass. If you have not, if you're not in routine of paying for Every pay-per-view that comes out, this is one you would pay for. We got Charles Oliveira and Justin Gaethje. My boy. For the lightweight belt, Justin Gaethje said, I don't know how recently he said it, somewhat recently, he's going to have to do something spectacular because I'm not going to mess up. I'm going to play a perfect game. Which? Well, that's what he said about biceps last game. You, you last last fight. You have to. The problem is, Poirier executed his game plan pretty well. Charles Oliveira just climbed like a fucking tree and choked him out. So he's kind of made a living at this point of making you mess up even when you don't. Mm-hmm. I have if if Oliveira had not just beaten Poirier, I would say Gaethje wins this fight for sure. And I realize there is a gap between Poirier's power and Gaethje's power, but I I don't I'm going Oliveira at this point. He's proven to me that he can win fights regardless of style, matchup, whatever. He's just fucking good. He's extremely technical. He does not make very many mistakes. He does not get tired. He's fucking smart. It's going to be a good fucking fight. I I am Justin Gaethje. I saw somebody today. I think it was his coach said, which is perfect. He was like, he will set himself on fire to burn his opponent, which is accurate. He throws everything out the fucking window. And I, I am all for it. That main event is going to be fantastic. And then we got the women's strawweight title on the line again. My girl Rose Nolan Eunice against Carla Esparza. Going Rose every time she fights. Rose, the one that you, for, yes. that you like? Yes. Until further. Thug, thug Rose, whatever you call her? Oh, yeah. Defending the belt again. Carla Esparza. It'll be a good fight. I mean, like, Rose makes me. It, she makes me nervous every time because when you see them standing in the octagon, it doesn't look like she should be able to beat that person. Mm mm. But she does. And I fucking love it. My Rose Nomin Unit shirt will be on 100%. The next fight I'm very much looking forward to because Michael Chandler is going to fucking absolutely obliterate Tony Ferguson. There will be no less than 17 pints of blood on the fucking mat at the end of this fight. <laughs> Neither one of them know how to go out. Neither one of them give a shit 
about protecting themselves. They just want to beat the fuck out of the other person. Dana White came out and said neither one of them are fighting for their jobs. I don't know how that's possible. My fandom is growing for Burns, by the way. Oh, that's odd. That yeah. is very odd. He's the muscled up fucking yeah. yeah. Brazilian dude. Yeah. I am I am growing a lot of respect for that dude. I don't know why. It's late, but I'm I am. That's surprising. Yeah. Michael Chandler posted on Twitter today that he's down twenty five pounds and eight percent body fat since February, I think. It's fucking stupid what he looks like. I'll show you here in a minute. Uh and after that. Greg the Hardy? First, the first, no. Oh. <laughs> the first fight on this main card. Uh, Cowboys fight. Oh, fuck if me. If he loses again, <laughs> if I have to watch Cowboy lose again, I'm taking my eyes out. I'm, dry, I'm mailing them to Dana White and saying, keep these until, until you, you stop can't putting this man in harm's way. Get Cerrone out of here. Stop throwing him to the fucking wolves. At least now he's fighting somebody that's not like, like the UFC does this. Like they build stars. And then on their way down, they put him up against their new stars. Be like, oh, look who he beat. I'm fucking over it. He's earned the right to just get a fucking cupcake, whoop his ass, and leave. You don't have to fire him because he won't leave after a win. He'll think he's back. Yeah, he's fucking Forrest Griffin. Get him the fuck out of there after a win. Please, God. My heart can't take watching him get... He, he just looks like he's surviving from the bell. And I can't fucking take it. <laughs> the last prelim... Is Chaos Williams and Randy Brown. That fight will be fucking fantastic. If you're not familiar with Chaos Williams, it's a good time. Somebody will have their capitated in that fight. <laughs> my guess. And after that, there's not a ton on this. I do want to find a ton. I do want Willie still is not drafted. There's a ton of fight in this dog. <laughs> a ton. <laughs> Uh, what was I looking for? Oh yeah, Michael. This Chandler. dog will hunt. This brother. motherfucker, dude. And it, it was like a it was like a pitch for some supplement or training regimen that he's on. I don't know what it is. There's no way this motherfucker has drank a drop of water in two weeks. Yeah, that's freaky. Yeah, he looks absolutely absurd. I mean, he he's always been like great shape, cut up, and everything. But him and Tony Ferguson fighting each other, both of them. Do not give a fuck about their body once they shut the door. They're going in there to murder somebody else. I'm not kidding you. Like, when the next fight comes out after that fight, they're going to look at the map like, what the fuck happened here? Mm-hmm. Something catastrophic has happened. There also was a leak that July 2nd pay-per-view is going to be Izzy and Cannoneer fighting each other for the main event. That would be fucking awesome because I'm pretty sure Cannoneer's last fight was on the Izzy card, and he is a fucking problem. I don't remember who... Uh, Comzot was going to fight Nate Diaz on that card. Another instance of somebody coming up and somebody going down. That will be, I saw somebody on Twitter, it was a picture of Nate Diaz flipping off the camera with his face just brutalized. And it said, Comzot's going to beat the shit out of Nate Diaz round one. And then it said Nate Diaz started round two, and it was him just gushing blood, flipping off the camera. That's what will happen. Like, he will fucking work him. But I don't know if you can put Nate Diaz out. I don't remember if there's anybody else notable on that card. The fight nights haven't been asked lately and everybody being vocal about it. Dana White did put out today that Ty Tua Voss is going to fight Cyril Gone in fight night mm. coming up soon. That makes me nervous. That That's scary. That makes me fucking nervous for Ty Tua Voss. Like I said before, you beat Derek Henry, you have my respect. I feel Derek Henry. Derek Lewis. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. He could beat Derek Henry too. 
Cyril Gaon is a, is a different animal than Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis dropped bombs on him. <laughs> Cyril Gaon's got bombs and leg kicks and fucking do whatever he wants. He's very good. That fight will be awesome, and it's fucking free. Anybody that doesn't watch that is a goddamn fool. That's all I got. Show's over. As always, thanks for listening. Be sure to check out our website, www.slightlybiasedsports.com, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media. And if you haven't told your friends, you're wrong.